the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. All right, folks. Welcome to Yak Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. This segment is brought to you by San Diego Propane. If you live in East County and you're looking for an alternative to propane service, give the guys a call. 619-460-1705 or go to st-propane.com. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ. West Escondido Auto and Trans, four locations. Just go to their website, westautomotivegroup.com, NAP Auto Care, ASC certified, AAA approved. That gets your warranty good, clear across the continental United States. All right. Hey, I was in uh, Plano, Texas, not last week, but the week before. The the uh, bar embargo was up, and I was talking to May Mobility at the Toyota headquarters, Lori Romanus, she's the director of marketing. Take a listen. Hey, I'm still over here at uh, Toyota headquarters in Plano, Texas, and I have. And your name? Lori Remius. And you're with May Mobility. Okay, so May Mobility is for all you folks out there all scared about autonomous driving. Uh, she's going to kind of help us walk through the fact that it's not something to be afraid of. There's a lot of mm-hmm. technology, and there's a lot of work. So, kind of. And are you going to connect it with the system that I just interviewed on with Toyota? Yes. So May Mobility is an autonomous vehicle company that was founded in 2017. Um, Over the past five years, we deployed public autonomous uh, vehicle routes uh, in the United States and in Japan. So we're really proud to say that we've given over 315,000 autonomy-enabled rides to the public to date. Um, And that's really key for us. And we believe the kind of future of acceptance and autonomous vehicles, um, the way we're going to get there is by the public experiencing it firsthand. Um, So our vehicles are right now we're deploying. uh, We have worked with Toyota uh, since 2018. So they led our Series B and they're a great partner. Um, and we deploy on Lexus RX 450H, so like the SUV. Um, we've got those public deployments in uh, Arlington, Fishers, Indiana, and Ann Arbor. Those are running today. Um, and then in the future, what you've seen here today, we have our Toyota Sienna Autonomous. And so we've partnered with the group uh, at Toyota to take their VCIB, so it's kind of the interface, and we've added our autonomous driving kit on top of it that'll enable the vehicles to drive themselves. Um, so we've been working on that our first vehicle we got uh, in 2021 and we will publicly deploy those on roads uh, beginning at the end of this year oh really it's going to be that soon so what type of what type of training will you have to give to the consumer and that and would that be at the dealer level yeah, so we we function independently. So the way our business works and our business model, how we sell to customers, our customers are municipalities, cities, and private entities. And so we partner with those cities to help identify where there's maybe gaps in their transportation. Um, so this is really unique um, in kind of the autonomous vehicle space and that we're looking to partner versus come in with kind of the robo-taxi model and just add additional vehicles. Um, and so... 
We partner with those cities and we are kind of a full service. Um, this is our business model today. Um, so we come in, we have our own trained drivers. So we've got, auto- they're not drivers, but they're autonomous vehicle operators. And so you may commonly hear that as like a safety driver in the front seat. Um, as part of our Series C fundraise, we've publicly committed to have those out of the front seat with fully driverless operations by the end of 2023. Um, so very excited about that. Um, but for us, it's we come in and we partner with these cities to help educate the public that the future of autonomous driving, people may think like the Jetsons. It's years and years away, but it's a hell of a lot closer than you think. Um, And so our goal is to help people understand the safety redundancies. The technology is far superior to any human driver, um, and it's only getting better. We test that through. We have simulation both online and offline. So as the vehicle is driving, it's continuing to get smarter and smarter, um, and the technology is improving day by day. But we are out in the real world uh, with real world conditions, um, helping our vehicles advance in technology. So So how do you combat the guy or the girl driving a car? You know, and because let's face it, we talked a little bit off air. Yeah. You know, these people don't know how to drive right now. As like they, you know, there's no, I mean, there's no training. I have no, I mean, just go out on the road and, and yeah. you'll get cut off. You'll get all kinds of things. So how do you combat those people? Because eventually when everybody's doing autonomous, then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, so our vehicle runs on a software. It's called multi-policy decision-making. And so it's the the brains of the vehicle interacts. It has cameras, LIDAR. The vehicle has a 360 view of the entire world around it. And this multi-policy decision-making, what it's doing is it's seeing all of the agents, so whether it's people, buildings, trees, vehicles, it can predict what those are going to do. And it's running these simulations. It's thousands of simulations every second. Um, And so it can see the world around it and predict what it's going to happen. And so that's how, because of how quickly it's going, the vehicle's able to move safely um, and anticipate and react when anything, any of those crazy drivers or any of the people um, come out on the road. Wow. So how many millions of miles would you say you've got on your vehicles at this point? Oh, gosh. I don't have an exact stat, but it's a lot. So it's been since 2017, we've publicly deployed in nine cities, both United States and Japan. So over 315,000 rides. Um, I don't know exactly how many miles, but it's a lot. (laughs) Well, see, I always thought what you should do is find a city that's been abandoned, you know, for whatever reason. You know, maybe it was a, a well, a town that, you know, pumped oil. Buy that whole town, put a big fence around it, throw a bunch of cars in there. But you guys decided, no, we're going to jump out in the middle of the pond with everybody else. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. <coughs> I lost my voice. Oh. <coughs> there you go. Excuse me. Um, yeah, so that's really important for us is that you can have these perfect conditions where you're in simulation, you're on these beautiful test tracks, and your software can work flawlessly, but does that actually reflect in real life? And so for us, that's why it's been important to be out on the real road testing to make sure our software is validated and that we're making progress uh, in a way that is applicable to the real world. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's harder. It's obviously, it's a lot harder than if we were on this like magical um, place where nobody drives crazy. Um, and so it's also why like we still have the safety driver in our vehicle. And that's to ensure like even if anything were to happen, like there's someone there. But as the technology progresses, that we'll be removing that. But because we've had so much so much experience on the real road, we're really confident that the technology will behave how we how we think it's going to. Now, granted, this is radio. You know, people can't see radio. (laughs) But when I look at the vehicle that you have equipped, there's a lot of external equipment on this vehicle. 
is there a future plan to where all of that equipment will be molded into the vehicle where it won't be as obtrusive? Yeah, I mean, I think as the technology progresses, there could be an opportunity. So we, the things you see on the outside of the vehicle, it's it's a combination of camera, cameras, lidar, and radar. Um, all of the brains of the vehicle are in the front seat um, of our of our vehicle right now. Um, I think in the future there could be an opportunity, but the real key here is like we put safety above everything. Um, so until we can prove that there's a way to safely see the 360 view around us, I think you're going to still see the equipment. Um, and even a lot of other companies, like everything is up on the roof. It's very large. Um, but we'll see. The technology is progressing every day. And yeah. so. Well, this is the only way to, to gather data. And if, you, yeah. and if you don't gather the data, you can't make the decisions for the future, whatever you're doing. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, I wouldn't want that big thing sitting on my roof. Well, <laughs> this is a test vehicle, it, it really. Yeah, well, and our vehicles, too, they're not designed for, like, private use of like individuals the goal is that these are coming into cities and complementing public transit and so they are helping to complement maybe there's a place where there is no public transportation but there isn't enough demand for a giant bus route or there's a place where people need to get to the bus station and there's no way to connect them there and so we can come in and help work with the cities to make that connection and help enhance their transportation Um, so that's key for us we want to make sure we're not coming in just to add additional vehicles and test technology for the sake of it we want to provide a meaningful service um so yeah so is there a website if somebody's listening would like to maybe get a little bit more in-depth maybe more technical that you and i could care less about (laughs) yeah so it's maymobility.com it's our website all right. Well, thank you very much. This yeah. has been a, gosh, I can't believe at my age I'm starting to see a technology in the car that uh, actually will allow you to maybe get in the car and go from here to there. And you can sit in the back seat. You could do homework. You could read and watch a movie, whatever. Yeah. I mean, our goal is we want that ride to be so boring. You don't even think about it. That's the goal is that one day people don't even think twice to get in a vehicle that drives itself. Um, I think we're still we're getting there and the, the industry is progressing, but we're excited to be at the forefront of it. All right. Well, thank you very much. This is a wonderful interview. Yeah, we'll be so right much. back. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl, FM 96, AM 1170, The Answer. I tell you, the future is there, and Toyota is on the cutting edge. Hey, by the way, this segment's brought to you by South Bay Auto House. Looking for a really nice used Mercedes-Benz? Well, South Bay just may have the car for you. Or maybe you're thinking about trading yours in, and you don't know what kind of money you're going to get for it. Well, if you check out uh, Auto House, you might get a screaming deal. Go to autohousesouthbay.com. Talk to Gary or Rick. Uh, They have a complete full-blown service department, over 25 years' experience. They have tons of parts. So there's a good chance you can get your Mercedes in and out in one day. Uh, It's it's impeccable. Go look at the facility. It's probably one of the nicest repair facilities you'll ever find. And it could be an alternative to trading your car into Mercedes. They may give you even more money. Go to AutoHouseSouthBay.com, and when you get there, make sure you tell them that – we sent you. Also, bumper docks and scratch dings, dents. Maybe you've got a vehicle that's got, uh, you know, getting ready to go back for a lease return. Well, that's the place to go. Or window tinting, body work, bumper repair, paintless dent repair, all right there at Santee uh, Bumper Dock. Go to SanteeBumperDock.com. All right, now we're going to listen to Cynthia Aralato. 
product trainer for uh, Toyota, talking about the new Toyota BZ4X, which is their new introduction to the electric vehicle world. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, I've got another great interview for you today. We're over here in Plano, Texas at the Toyota headquarters. And I just got out of the, B- got out of the BZ4X. And I have been so excited to talk to you about this vehicle because I truly think if you're looking for an electric vehicle, this vehicle is it. And I got Cynthia with me. Is it uh, Arellano? Close, Arellano, yeah. See, I'm so bad. I am so bad. So start off with, what do you what do you do with Toyota? Yeah, so I'm an advanced tech product educator with product sales and education. Um, so I develop a lot of the education for our dealerships around the country. Interesting. I started the first car clinic in Toyota back in 1981. So you and I are on the same page because it's all about education. And that's the beauty of it. The dealers will teach you everything you want to know about your car more than once. Absolutely. Uh, They're just so closely tied to the vehicle and, uh, you know, all the questions that the customers ask that they know it in and out. Oh, yeah. Nothing worse than going into a salesman that doesn't know what he's talking about. So talk to me about the BZ4X. What's so exciting about that vehicle? So the vehicle in in totality is amazing, right? It's our first nationally sold battery electric vehicle. We've been at the electrified game for over 20 years, and now we have this additional powertrain. So there really is something for everyone to be part of the carbon neutrality plan Um to, to improve it, um, but everything from the exterior, the interior, the performance, when you get to drive this vehicle, it is fun to drive, and all of the tech and convenience features um, that this vehicle offers is really, really nice. So from a, from a uh, you know, everybody wants to know, range, 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 range. I say it's terrain, <laughs> not range, because it depends on where you go, where you drive, and what you do. But what, what type of normal range can you get out of this vehicle? So for our front-wheel drive, you get up to 252 miles um, range out of the vehicle, which is really great. You know, the research that we've done, on average, a consumer is going to drive anywhere from 30 to 40 miles a day round trip. So it's more than enough to get you where you need to be, right? And the nice part is most people that drive battery electric vehicles, they understand what's involved, right? They understand that you need to do more planning with these vehicles, um, whether it's charging up when you're at school or at work or, um, you know, these different locations now that have chargers in place for, you know, whether it's restaurants or malls. Um, So a lot of people know that, but they also understand that when they want to do long drives, these consumers typically have another vehicle, right? Whether it be a a plug-in or a traditional ICE. Um, So I think that this vehicle has something to offer for everyone. And really, with this particular vehicle, let's say you wanted to drive from San San Diego to Arizona, you could actually map it out and it'll go into the infotainment center, find out where the charging stations are, and you you probably could go cross-country if you really did your homework. Yeah. We've also, in order to support our our customers, is we've partnered with different um, providers. So with EVgo, which has a lot of DC fast charging stations, we provide a year of unlimited complimentary charging for a year. And we've also partnered with ChargePoint. So from your Toyota app, you're able to pay at those stations, and you really could map out from West Coast to East Coast your ChargePoint stations and EVgo to get you from place to place. So I was never really one to download the apps because that's because I'm old. But I did do it 
with the BZ4X. And that Toyota app was so easy to navigate. I mean, I was, I mean, I think I still have it on my phone. I don't even have the car. But before we go any farther, because everybody I know keeps asking me, what does BZ4X stand for? Yes, so there is a method to the madness in the name, and BZ stands for Beyond Zero, um, which is wanting for the consumers to have more than mere, you know, zero emissions, right? We want to surpass that. Um, The 4 represents the size of the vehicle, and the X represents the type of vehicle that it is being an SUV. So the name together tells you what the vehicle is. Gotcha. And I have to compliment you on the styling. Because normally when you see a fully electric car, it's a little on the ugly side. I don't know why the engineers or designers think they had to be ugly, but I there's no angle of this car that I don't like. I mean, you guys really did a nice and the interior as well. You didn't you didn't skimp out on anything. You're actually giving that electric vehicle owner the benefit of having everything that they would want because if you if you did go less expensive there's a good chance you'd lose that customer absolutely so it has a really distinct style like you mentioned it's very eye-catching i personally like looking at it at night right with those led headlights you have that hammerhead hood design the nice part about the vehicle is not only is it attractive is it has functionality right everything is developed with aerodynamics in mind to really give you that that best capability of your range um, and in the interior that new etnga platform really allowed to open up the vehicle so it's very spacious no matter what seat you are in the car you're gonna feel very open and relaxed and then you throw in that panoramic you know fixed roof and it just really adds to that feeling well, again, you know, you, you know, a lot of people buy you know electrified vehicles because either gas is too expensive, but they always kind of get shorted out on, on on the benefits and the features. This thing is loaded. I mean, you can get just about anything you can get in any Toyota. You could pretty much get in the BZ. Absolutely, the tech and convenience, the safety features. All of it is, you know, you can find it in the XLE, which is a lower trim. Um, We now offer wireless Apple CarPlay, wireless Google Android. I don't know about you, but I I spend a lot of time in the car, and I want to be able to have everything that I enjoy. You now have safe exit assist as a new feature in the vehicle, you know, tied to blind spot monitor. Um, So all of these features, the new Toyota Safety Sense 3.0, I can keep going, but there's just so much uh, for for this vehicle. So talk a little bit about safe exit, because I don't think people totally understand that yet. Yeah, so it's it's tied to the technology of the blind spot monitor. Um, so if you are parked, and let's say it's a it's a busy street. I used to live in Boston. All the time you park, you know, on the side, um, and traffic is coming at you, or a bicycle is coming at you. The vehicle will notify you through the indicator light if there is if you are about to open the door and there is an oncoming vehicle or bicycle from the rear. And let's say your door is already open, and the vehicle senses that you're going to have a collision not only does it have the indicator light it's also going to show up on the multi-information display and it's also going to give you an audible buzz sound and that's front door and back door yes front door and back door and that's i only say that because passengers you know they're in a hurry they want to get out and and it's nice that you're able to detect bicycles and motorcycles yeah, absolutely. So any type of traffic that is coming from the rear, obviously not foot traffic, but anything else, it's going to notify you to keep you safe. Well, yeah, if it's foot traffic, you'd never get the door open. But <laughs> yeah. uh, 
You know, and, and I think, and I, I like the fact when you talk about the XLE, I tell people all the time when they see a price of a car, a lot of times, you know, when you folks send me a car, it's usually top of the line. And, you know, you go, oh, I don't know if I want to spend that kind of money. Look at the base models before you get panicked, and you'll be surprised how much features and benefits you get in a base, and you could be totally happy with it. Absolutely. The amount of, um, you know, being an educator, we, we train our field associates so that they can train the dealers. And that was probably one of the biggest highlights is the amount of car you get on the base model, right? Not even having to go to a limited to get all the tech and convenience, to get the safety, to get everything. Um, I love the mixed media seats that come in the XLE. Um, so just a lot of car for for what it is, yeah. Well, with today's tech, you know, vehicles, you got to do your homework. You know, really get in there. And I, I highly recommend going to the website, you know, build you a vehicle, build the vehicle of your dream, and you get to the end, it'll tell you how much. If it's too much, you can back up, maybe take something out that you really could live without. And then when that takes all the, the guesswork out of it when you end up going to the dealer. Absolutely. And you also, you have Toyota on the badge. And I think that's what a lot of people have been waiting for, right? You have that QDR that we're known for, the quality, the quality, durability, and reliability. But you also have Toyota Care, you know, with complimentary maintenance. Three years of roadside. We've upped it, you know, for, for this vehicle. Um, and then you keep in mind that we're giving you a year of unlimited complimentary charging, which is huge. Um, so there's so much to the BZ4X. So chargers, home chargers. I'm a firm believer. I tell people you're going to go with electric, get solar, upgrade your, your panel if need be, and get a level two charger, and you'll never have to worry about it again. Does Toyota offer a charging system for the home? Yeah, so like I said, we did partner with ChargePoint. Um, so the customer does have the ability to either buy it from the dealer at the time of purchase or even after. Um, and we also are partnered with QMerit. So one of the big parts of owning a BEV is is doing the work, like you talked about, doing the research and for and using a licensed electrician if you are going to upgrade to a level two. And a lot of times people just want to call their buddy, but you need to have a licensed electrician when it comes to this type of stuff. So we've partnered with QMerit. You can send in photographs and information about your your home, and they'll send you back, you know, a, a price and kind of help you navigate what that process looks like. I like throwing it in the price of the car. Just, just you know, it's like buying the options, like a roof rack or something like that. Get the whole package. You can, you can purchase the car, lease the car. And once you learn how to drive an electric vehicle, I guarantee you, you'll, you'll be bummed if they ever take it away. Absolutely. You'll learn how to maximize your range. Um, but that is a huge point is being able to, to, like you talked about, putting it part of the deal. And you have the ability to do that with BZ4X. Right. You notice I didn't talk to you about price. And the reason I did that is so people can go to the website. Because if I give them a price, it may not be the vehicle that they were looking for. So, Cynthia, thank you very, very much. This has been a lot of fun. I look forward uh, to getting one in the press fleet. Uh, I've got my own little home charger and my solar panels and and talking a little bit about rain so i live in a town called alpine and it's about 40 miles from the tv station if i start with 240 mile range when i get to the station i've got about 232 but when i go from the station home it'll drop to 198 
So the point is, just, again, terrain. You know, one's downhill, one's uphill. All right, thanks very much. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Yak Radio with Dave Saul on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment brought to you by San Diego Gear and Axle. Any undercarriage repairs that you need all can be handled at San Diego Gear and Axle. Two-wheel, four-wheel, all-wheel, quattro, doesn't make any difference. You want to do a conversion, uh, you got... You know, drive, you know, chain issues, everything from the front differential to the rear and a drive shaft in the in between. Steve is the man. Go to sdgearaxle.com, uh, sdgearaxle.com. All right, I got another interview I did over at Toyota headquarters. This was talking about the Toyota Aurora system with Rachel Tip uh, Tipadicatus. I think I messed her name up, but. This is a great interview. Take a listen. All right. Hey, folks. I'm sitting over here at the Toyota Aurora booth in the uh, Toyota headquarters, and we are talking about the Aurora system, which I really didn't know anything about, so I decided to snag a couple of folks that are in the display. And first, we'll talk to the lady in charge. Your name? Rachel Chibadakis. Okay, Rachel. So what is Aurora trying to do for the, for the industry and the consumer? Yeah, so uh, Aurora was started in 2017 by industry leaders, and we are building the Aurora Driver, which is an L4 self-driving system um, that's made up of hardware, software, and with a few easy adaptions, um, it can power um, a variety of vehicle types that range from 18-wheeler semi-trucks to minivans that move people. So basically, it's not... It's just really to try to take away some of the mundane driving habits that you find, whether it be going cross-country in a semi or maybe driving an Uber or maybe a taxi cab of some kind. It's not quite ready for the consumer yet. Yeah, that's right. So our first product to market is going to be a self-driving truck. And right now we have autonomous trucks on the road today. Uh, We're hauling freight for companies like FedEx between Dallas and Houston, Fort Worth and El Paso. And as you know, with um, challenges that face the logistics industry, like the truck driver shortage, um, we're even seeing things like inflation now. There's such a great demand to move goods. So for the consumer, especially if you if you live in the state of Texas, you might be receiving goods from FedEx that have been autonomously hauled. Well, and right now we cannot get truck drivers. We are trying so hard to get people to, to jump into that industry to where you're seeing signing bonuses and six-digit figures, but yet they still can't get folks to do this job because it's not an easy job. So I guess I got a kind of an interesting question. What if I pull my rig in to the dock to unload? Does a human being get in the truck to do the, the short, tight maneuvering back into the dock, or can this system do it as well? Yeah, so right now we're focused on medium and long haul. So this is really just a drop and hook. If you think about a truck um, moving a container of goods, really that trailer gets moved to one of our terminals with a human driver. And then through a drop and hook, that trailer is connected to the Aurora driver. And the Aurora driver is taking it from terminal to terminal. Um, We absolutely envision a world where humans are still a part of this. It's just a... A better job where people can go home at night and the Aurora driver is able to handle these long, more strenuous hauls that take 20 hours. If you think about it, uh, right now, if you're driving from L.A. 
to Dallas, that takes two to three days. The Aurora driver is going to be able to do that in a day. So that's a huge um, savings for not only the driver, but companies like FedEx who are experiencing unprecedented, unprecedented demand. Yeah, it just dawned on me. That's right, because if, if I'm driving the truck, I can only drive so far legally. Yep. I have to stop. I have to take a break. What with your system, other than as long as the truck is running, you're running. That's exactly right, other than stopping for gas. I got a feeling you're going to figure out that system as well. Yeah, and, and so an important distinction is that we believe in working with partners. And so on the trucking side, we work with Volvo Trucks and Packar, and they are very good at building trucks. They've been in business for um, year, decades and decades. And so we take their trucks and integrate our Aurora driver into them. Um, and then we also work for for customers like FedEx, Uber Freight, Warner, um, because they're really good at, at networks and getting goods across the country. And so through this ecosystem of partnerships, um, we're going to be able to broadly deploy the Aurora driver to move goods. And I think it also, correct me if I'm wrong, but it makes that truck more efficient without the driver because once you drop instead of having a human being drive it from point a to point b with nothing on the back end of it you, you don't make any money that way but you can take an uber uh, or uh, your truck at aurora it can sit no big deal waiting for another load to be taken so instead of us paying a guy or a girl to sit with the truck waiting for a load you can just when the load comes you send it yeah, that's absolutely right. So it's it's really about optimizing uptime. Right now, um, the biggest thing that our customers care about is making sure their assets trucks are moving all the time. And so with the Aurora driver, since it effectively can move all day, that's a great optimization of their assets. So I know what you're basically doing is you're gathering information and gathering information and gathering information. Is this, a, is this Aurora eventually going to go to a production car for families and, and what have you? Yeah, so we built the Aurora driver with a common core architecture, which means that it can um, operate semi-trucks and minivans. And so we have a partnership with Toyota. And, and why we're here today is uh, we're showing off our Toyota Sienna integrated with the Aurora driver. And this vehicle um, can hit up to speeds of 70 miles an hour safely. And so as we refine and test our technology, um, we plan to deploy a ride hailing business in the years to come. And yes, you're absolutely right. Um, those vehicles will be able to pick up people from the airport, um, drop them off at their hotel downtown. And so while we're starting on the trucking front, uh, we plan to have a relatively quick um, sequence of deployment and we'll be uh, deploying autonomous ride hailing vehicles. And, and I think by doing it this way, by doing the trucks first and the car second, it'll give the confidence to the passenger in the back of an Aurora that doesn't have a driver that it's okay. You're going to make it point A to point B because you guys have been hauling freight and, and goods for years, maybe even less. But to give, because confidence is what people are going to look for when they get into a vehicle and there's no driver. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, the the really cool um, thing about this technology is that the world gets to watch its development 
develop it, right? It's not behind closed doors. You people see self-driving cars, particularly if you, you live in Texas. And so by bringing society and the world along in our journey, they absolutely have the opportunity to see autonomous trucks on the road. Um, as we develop that confidence and refine our technology, um, that's absolutely the idea and what we're working towards. Right, that's exactly. And it was funny. I mentioned to you. I said, "Geez, it looks like if this thing pulled up behind me. It would remind me of a of a police car." And you never even thought of that. I did not, but you're right that um, the lidar rack does. Uh, it can look a little interesting. But I mean, just like with any new technology, I mean, I don't know if you remember getting in your first Uber. I think people always have questions, and then once they realize it works, it's a really valuable, comfortable right. product. Um, it becomes second nature. Absolutely. All right. Well, last but not least, we had another gentleman. I made him eat his lunch really fast. And your name is? Hi there. I'm Huy Nguyen. And what do you do for the company? So I uh, work with Rachel. I'm the communications team here at Aurora. So do you have anything to add that she may have missed, or did she do an absolutely fabulous job? I think Rachel absolutely killed it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing the future of Aurora. Uh, okay, I'll stay in touch with you guys. You know, I gave you my card. You send me an email. So anytime you have any updates, something that's really interesting for the consumer, I've been doing this longer than you two have been around. So I've really enjoyed talking to you, and you guys have a wonderful day. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. These are excerpts from interviews I did in Plano, Texas. Uh, so this will be the end of the group. I've got one more to go. But before I do that, John's Automotive Import Repair. What a great Napa Auto Care, ASE, AAA approved shop. Takes care of people like nobody's business. Located at 7447 University Avenue. This shop does mainly uh, imports. But if you go to John's uh, San Diego AutoRepair.com, he has another one over on Riverdale Street for domestic vehicles. He even has a section for classic cars that I found out the other day. So John just does a phenomenal job. Gives back to the uh, East County Boys and Girls Club. Uh, he supports them like nobody's business. I think he's adopted like two, two maybe three groups. Just an amazing guy. So check him out at johnsandiegoautorepair.com. All right, last interview was with Tori Salvito. She's a machine learning engineer. And we sat down in a rather unique vehicle to learn the technology and connectivity of Lexus. Funny, I you'll hear this in the interview. I started the first car clinic back in the late 80s with Toyota, and that was when cars were simple. And they've continued on with it because cars today are very, very, very technical. And these classes you could take at any Toyota dealer, take your car in. They have a representative that will get in the car with you and go over the vehicle because there's nothing worse than spending all that money for a car and only using 10% of what it has to offer. So you need to do that. All right, sit back. Let's take a listen to Tori. All right, folks. Well, now I'm in a rather unusual vehicle, and I have a young lady here who is uh, going to explain this program. Tell us at first, what's your name? Tori Salito. And your title? Machine Learning Engineer. Machine Learning Engineer. I don't think i ever seen that in a curriculum anywhere, but was this something that you, what, fell into, or was this something you wanted to do? Um, a little bit of both. I, I've always loved technology. You know, I've, 
I, I went to UT Austin, so kind of surrounded by it in Austin. Um, I actually was a business major, um, did an analytics program. So business analytics, um, that's kind of where I got into the soft, the engineering, learned some programming languages, really loved it, um, and then went went that way and here we are today okay so we're sitting in kind of a space age <laughs> lexus experience a machine and we don't have video folks you'll have to deal with it but the but the system does have a good you know voice system so kind of explain to me what you've got here yeah so this is our toyota multimedia system also we call it the lexus interface um very sleek screen, I would say. Uh, intuitive, not so many um, physical buttons, but you have your, you know, your navigation arrow, your little music symbol, your phone symbol, um, kind of symbols that we're all really used to uh, nowadays. Um, so yeah, we have this great screen with a map now um, and a virtual assistant um, that we can talk to. Okay, so. This is in some of the Lexus vehicles as we speak, but for somebody that's, let's just say, like myself, I know nothing at all about what you're talking What would be the benefits of having this in a vehicle and, and kind of walk us through, you know, some of the features? Yeah, so the, the benefit is, um, you know, you hop into the vehicle. You don't have to, you know, dig around for your phone, don't have to really plug anything in. You just have this system here for you to use. Um, it's all about convenience ease of use, not having to really to think about much, but have this right here um, that will do anything really that you ask it to. (laughs) So does it automatically hook your phone up to the system? Because, you know, nowadays you got to go find phone, then you got to hit upload and you got to go to Bluetooth. Will this system eliminate all of that? Yeah. So we'll have um, each person that has a Toyota or Lexus will have a user profile on their phone um, that will connect to the system. Um, You can also... Hey, Lexus. What can I do for you? Show Bluetooth settings. Okay, showing Bluetooth settings. So I just asked it right now to show that. And if if I had you in the vehicle, I have these two phones plugged in right now. But if I had someone else come in here that wanted to share their phone, I could ask it. Instead of having to search for this, I could ask them to pull it up and then you can connect your device there. Okay, here's a stupid question. (laughs) What is up with Hey, Lexus? What do you want to do? You just you just woke it up. <laughs> um, currently, right now, that's how we activate. What okay. we, that's our our wake word. But, I mean, who came up with that? I mean, it it's kind of. I mean, it had to be a programmer, right? <laughs> um, not necessarily. I, I I don't. I'm not sure where that that came from. <laughs> but you got to admit, it's kind of cute. It but is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so once you've, you, you've, you've spoken to her, you, there's multiple things that you, you can ask her to find for you. Yes, that's correct. Um, we have navigation, music, phone. Um, in, some, in some vehicles, we can control the temperature. So, hey, uh, turn on the fan or make it cooler in here. Um, and I, that, that depends on, on what vehicle currently. Um, but on all of them, you can ask it to send a text. You can call someone. Can you do multiple languages? Uh, currently, uh, we support um, English, Spanish, and French. Um, uh, yeah. Curious, you'd throw French in there. <laughs> uh, we have we're supporting Canada. Oh, okay. Canada, oh, okay. yeah, Canada. I was going to say you probably took French in high school and haven't used it since, right? 
I actually didn't. Um, I took I took Spanish. Uh, Spanish is actually my first language. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm very familiar with Spanish, but I wish I knew French. Yeah. So okay. So then, and and I think you know people are thinking, well, what? I, you know, I, but no, I think once you get used to this system, and I think that's the key. It's like any new technology. Once you get used to it, you can't live without it. Uh, definitely yes um and i think once you know like you said once you get used to it once you get used to the buttons and a lot of these buttons are intuitive right it's what we've seen before it's what we're used to um but once you get used to talking to it i mean that's right yeah it'll so uh this this comes in like i say different packages of different lexus models and again It'll pretty much eliminate you having to look for a button or a switch or, or what have you. And does it become intuitive to where it knows you and maybe it's used to you like you go to Chevron for gas? So instead of you asking for a Chevron station, you can just say, hey, I'm looking for a gas station. And it knows you like Chevron? So currently, um, we, we're working on, on you know doing that, knowing the customer, knowing, um, being able to recommend things. Um, but we're constantly iterating, and that's what... That's what that's what we're here to do. So, like, if you were looking for a restaurant and you said, you know, Fred's Steakhouse, <laughs> would it tell you whether it's open or closed? Because there's nothing worse than driving to a restaurant <laughs> and the darn thing's closed. Yes, yes. You can say, hey, take me to Fred's. Or you can say, what are the open hours to Fred's Steakhouse? Oh, okay, okay. Well, I think what it, what people need to understand, from my point of view, is you got to act like this is a friend of yours in the dash. That's what I like to say. You know, you're getting in your vehicle and you're talking to a friend. Right. You know, you're talking, you know, have a conversation. Be able to, you know, not say like, navigate me to, or, you know, just be able to have a back and forth conversation. You want to go somewhere. You want to know what it's rated. You want to know how far it is. You don't want to drive, you know, 10 miles somewhere. So it'll be able to tell you those things. So let me ask you this. Can you change the voice from female to male? <laughs> that I'm not sure about. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Well, the only reason I say it, my wife's a big Adam Lambert fan, oh, yeah? and I know she would change that to Adam Lambert, no, no doubt about it. But so with with that technology, it's basically just an assistance program for the whole vehicle, travel, you know, music, the whole nine yards. Yes. Mm-hmm. So is this is this going to be a, a standard feature within that model, or is it going to be optional, or is that a little beyond your technology? Uh, I believe it's optional. Um, you can, you know, subscribe to different services. Uh, okay, so it, it is a subscription service. I believe so. Um, that all you got to do is go to the website or even talk to Lexus. Chris knows about subscription services. Subscription is app based. App based. There you go. So, there you go. So, See, she's over there watching. Yes, the subscription is app based. So yeah, I, I'm not too familiar with that side of things, but it, right. it's right. Exactly. So, I guess really anything else you can think of that would, uh, you know, get the customer to really, you know, seriously take a look at it. I, I mean, I just I think it speaks for itself, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I it's intuitive, it's clean, it's. Could you live without it? <laughs> That'd be a hard one. Well, and that's and see, and that's the key. Once you get used to something in a vehicle. Heated seats, for example, you know, and all of a sudden your heated seat system fails. Man, you're going to really be <laughs> bummed out, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like living in Texas, you know, and that can't can't get that cool air to <laughs> come out. Um, but, yeah, we live in a we live in a connected world, you know, yeah. and we're surrounded by it. So this is 
Well, let's face it. Your generation eats, sleeps, and drinks this type. You guys love this technology. And, and, it, and once, again, I can't overemphasize, once you get used to it, you can't live without it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, this has been fun. Uh, I, I, it looks to me like you've got a long, uh, exciting career with Toyota <laughs> because this is only scratching the surface. Wouldn't you agree? Totally. It's, it's only the beginning. Yeah. I was at some of the other stations with the, you know, the, the back. The one that really blows me away is the, you know, leaving your child or an animal in the back seat. I mean, oh my God! And I'm sure that's all integrated into the same system we're talking about today. Yeah, we we plan to, you know, put it all together. We live, you know, the future of this connectivity and mobility, and we we plan to, you know, join forces and and all do right. all that. Well, thank you very much. It's been fun. Thank you. All right. You know, it's the first time I was at the Toyota headquarters, which was really impressive. And hats off to Plano, Texas. Uh, I mean, they were here in California, but of course, uh, we just, Californians didn't want to do any, any business with Toyota. So Toyota picked up their their gear and moved to Plano. And I tell you, Walking through Plano, Texas, it was it's a beautiful, beautiful little town. Not real crazy about the weather, but that's that's beside the point. And Toyota takes such good care of their employees. And it's got businesses all around in within Plano, Texas that are just thriving, no problem whatsoever. So if you ever get a chance, take a run out to Plano. I think you might be pleasantly surprised. But that was a great that was a great interview. Got a real surprise for you coming up in the next hour. Uh, Kristen Barclay is back from Italy, but she hasn't had any press cars in a couple of weeks. So Sue Mead, who is a world-renowned automotive journalist, she's a uh, accomplished uh, uh, off-road racer in a lot of uh, female events. Everything from the Dakar to the Rebel, the Gazelle. I mean, she's very well-rounded. And so she asks if she could... You know, she's got a couple of vehicles that she'd like to talk about. Doesn't really have a radio outlet. And I said, sure, why not? I'll go ahead. And... So she's going to be on the first segment and the second segment. I'm not 100% sure what we're going to review. I think it's on my phone someplace. So that's going to be a really good uh, show. I can't wait to do that. Uh, like I said, she's been around a long, 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 long time. And just to give you a heads up, uh, Brittany has set up a really good interview with uh, – Jim Camp and Smoking Joe in the Racer Radio Show, so you'll definitely want to tune into that. And last but not least, if you want to know what's going on within the, the wonderful world of guns, Gun Owners Radio comes on right after the Racer Radio Show, and we've got some outstanding guests, and you've got one week to gun prom if you would like to come hang out with like-minded Second Amendment uh, enthusiasts and have a chance to get a good meal and possibly win some really great raffle prizes. All you have to go is to csdcgo.org. Tickets are still available. And it's so funny, too, because you never never know who you're going to run into. I've run, in, run into people every time I go. It's like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know you were into gun ownership and Second Amendment. How cool is that? So it'll be a, it'll be a good show. Uh, Scott Delosio, uh, I don't know if he's, has he sent me? Yeah, he, we got another great interview with Scott 
uh, from the motors on the motorsports show. In fact, let me take a peek. I'll give you a heads up who he's got calling in. Oh, I haven't written it down yet. Well, then you'll just have to wait and be surprised. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Yak Radio with Dave Stahl, FM 961-1170, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 